Global Heart Design presents the Parental Toolbox Podcast. Hi, this is Dana Guido. And this is Jim Guido. And it's January 2019. Happy New Year to everyone. We thought we would talk in our podcast today about the what readers are saying regarding the toolbox so far from what we've heard. Uh, one of the things that struck me very strongly is when a couple of parents have said that they found reading the parental toolbox reassuring. And that was nice because oftentimes parents have had difficult times. And so uh, to have them read something which is helping and guiding and supporting them and having them feel good about it and feel good about themselves is kind of the whole object of the book. Right. And that's the strength-based part of the book that, that we're trying to talk about in it. We also heard from people that they find it very user-friendly, easy to read. So I think that that's an important thing to know if you're thinking of reading this book, that it is the chapters are short and each of the skills and tools are kind of concisely written so that you can get through one of them and build upon that to get to the next. Yeah, the thickness of the book is a little deceiving. Um, the way it was written was to slowly give things out in a user-friendly and, and calm and manner. And so therefore, you know, uh, you follow a thread and it goes from the beginning to the end. And um, because it is done in such a strength-based, positive way, it just flows very nicely. Right. Well, one of the things that you've been noticing, Jim, to remember just from writing it a number of years ago is that you'll talk about and discuss a specific skill or tool. And and then the next chapter or the chapter after that is going to refer back to it. So that's why we encourage people to use the index as well. There's something we might be talking about, like scripts and dress, dress rehearsals, which is, I think, the second second or third chapter. And in that chapter, we go on in the next couple of chapters to refer more to it. So if you're looking at one of the chapters, that's something to do is to use the index as well for that skill. Yes. So many of the tools and strategies and concepts are applicable in so many different situations. So we kind of take our time and, and show how those skills are used in multiple situations so that you, the reader, can feel competent and comfortable and well-armed to go ahead and deal with any situation. Yeah, I heard from a clinician that I work with that one of the parents that um, they were working with said it's like a playbook so that they could open up this playbook and, and kind of find anything that they needed in terms of working with their kid or, or just responding and communicating with their child in a positive, strength-based way. Yes, and you know, the, we were talking about how the, the thread goes in so many different directions um, that I've noticed, or oh, I had a lot of feedback from um, you know, direct care staff, the people actually working with a lot of the kids in placement are talking about, and they just quickly start adapting the language. They start talking about things being strength-based. They start to talk about framing things and scripts um, and you know, laying down the blankets and catch them being good. And it just, again, a, a language which uh, is very pragmatic and practical and functional. And because of that, even the kids we're working with are oftentimes using that same language with the staff. Yeah, that's always fun when what we're teaching parents and what we're teaching clinicians and 
other people working with the with the kids, uh, direct care staff, that when the kids start to pick up the language, it shows that, you know, we're really trying not to have this be institutionalized language, but language that any family can be using. And so parents are talking about that. And clinicians, so we've had a number of clinicians who have said, and, and other people working at organizations who have said, well, we're having the parents use this book, but I find it really helpful for my kid as well. So it's not just for kids and parents where people are in a, a treatment facility. It's really, you know, it's been nice to know that people are getting it for all types of families. So that's been reinforcing for me as well. Yes. And uh, the strength-based character of the book, uh, the comments we've been getting is, you know, we advocate in the book that you do frequent teaching and that that's the way change happens is that it happens often. Um, and at first, most parents were kind of intimidated and they thought, oh my gosh, why, if I did all this teaching, my kid is going to, you know, freak out and, and be, feel pestered and all that type of thing. But because the language is strength-based, the parents are surprised at how well and how easy the kids are adapting to the frequency of the teaching. And for them, the fact that they get to teach so often means that they're finding that they themselves aren't getting frustrated as much or getting angry as much because they say at the time what they're feeling in a way which uh, is listenable to, the, to their child, to their kid, to their young adult. And um, it just makes it easier just to go ahead and talk about these ideas without it being like, oh, I have to talk to them about they didn't clean the room. So that's another thing that we're seeing is, is that the people are finding that this book is applicable for children, for adolescents, for young adults. So even parents of young adults who are working on launching them are finding it very helpful. We're finding it for all kinds of relationships. We've had a number of people say, I don't have children, but as I'm reading this, I'm realizing this is really applicable to my employees or in my relationship with my significant other or a partner with friends. Just to the how we would be we would be facing others in an authentic and a life affirming manner with really trying to get harmony in relationships. And and so that's been that again, that's another rewarding one for us, Jim, that we're hearing this feedback come from people, not just from parents and clinicians. Yeah. And also, uh, um, you've talked about recently, and so you could do it now, is that some of the parents that we know that have very, very young children mm-hmm. and uh, the positive reaction they've had to the book. Yeah. We've had a couple of parents with very young children saying that it's a good reminder for them. They're not really even in the so much the children aren't even talking back to them quite yet. They're still pre-verbal in a couple situations, but they're saying that it's reminding them to come from a strength base and a positive language, really being careful of the language that they're choosing to use with their child. So even for very young children, which again, that wasn't what our intended market was with this book, but it's, it's applicable for that as well. Yes. And I, you know, our, our son, as uh, we've mentioned before, uh, was the person who designed the book and has been highly involved with all of the marketing and, and artistic direction of, of the book and future projects that we're going to be doing. He mentioned that, you know, when we're talking about some of the comments that of parents and, and workers have been making, uh, he said, you know, that when he was growing up and we were using his skills with him all the time, he said that he always felt he was a member of a team that he felt very plugged in and connected and that he easily saw that we were doing care and concern at all times. And I think that's a really good 
thing about the book is that because it focuses on mutual respect, that the child who is being parented always feels respected, always feels valued, always feels a very important member of the team. Mm-hmm. And really, honestly, I remember, Jim, when we first sent him the book to read in the manuscript form, we were both a little wary and scared <laughs> about what he was going to say, um, yeah. because obviously we had used these techniques with him. And so that was that was a surprise to have him say that as well. Um, and I would say that he, you know, he would talk about that we weren't the easiest parents in the way that we had a lot of firm limits, that we were pretty structured around the house and um you know, and his friends knew that as well. And yet it still came off in a way that we were all as a team together. So one of these days we want to do a podcast with him of his responses to this, because I think we think that would be pretty interesting for you guys to hear what somebody who was raised by these skills. Because again, we have been doing these skills since we met back in the, in the late seventies. And so, um, you know, we've been using them a long time. And we've been doing, um, at, facilities, various facilities. We've been doing like seminars with parents and trainings and things like that. And what's been really nice about on a couple of occasions, we've had a chance to have uh, the, the kids come in after we've had some initial discussions and talks with the parents and suggestions and strategies and some ideas and some scripts and dress rehearsals. And we have the kids come in and you could kind of initially feel the anxiety or the tension in the room, you know, from both the parent and the child. And yet quickly, uh, it was so reinforcing for us to see how well the kids were responding to the parents' um, interventions and suggestions and discussions and support and the kids responding to it. And it was just such a, uh, a surprisingly feel-good moment for everyone. And you know, we're not expecting every single seminar to go that way, but so far they have been just amazing in terms of how quickly everyone in the room starts to feel comfortable and supported and on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, that's been fun to be a part of with fam- families and parents and the kids separately to, to see that happening. So we've got some favorite chapters that people have, ta- have talked about recently. Um, we we have had parents say that although they didn't really intend to read it from cover to cover, they found that once they were starting in the book that they really wanted to continue on. So, you know, some people, probably people have different favorite chapters, but right now the ones that we're hearing about the most is we people really like the um, attunement chapter, the chapter on attunement and how it relates to their life in many different areas. And that we've had even had my students in one of my graduate school classes talk about that that was the most concise and understandable way to know what attunement was. And they had been reading while they'd been, and these were graduating um, students that were getting ready to go out into the field of counseling. And they thought that, that the attunement chapter was very, very helpful for them. So we're talking about many different people understanding attunement through that chapter. So that's a favorite. Yeah, and that, you know that fits into the comment that the parent said is that the 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 idea that your child attunes to you naturally gives you so much more of a sense of confidence and calm that if you are calm, your child will start to be calm, and vice versa. That 
the ability for you to attune to your child and be empathetic and compassionate and the doors that opens. And again, it just creates such an immediate bond. So yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, I've noticed that too, that attunement is being um, talked about often. Yeah. I mean, Jim uses this with me as well. So when I start to get a little rev, revved up, then he will try to get calm and get his voice calm. And then that helps me. That's the, the attunement part of it. So we'll do a podcast about attunement one of these days, but that's a favorite. Yes. Uh, another one uh, is embracing ambivalence. And um, that's a really good perspective parents have found for a way to avoid power struggles, a way to avoid getting to conflict, because it allows them to validate and to really listen and understand what their child is saying, and then pose another viewpoint and let them know that having strong feelings about more than one situation at a time is just human nature. So yeah, that, that chapter seems to have really resonated with a lot mm -hmm. of parents. Yeah. And even ambivalence about being a parent yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. um, the three voices is another one. The one of uh, the different types of voices that we take on, the demander, the stimulator, and the soother, and the importance of all three of those voices. So that's a favorite. Yeah. And, and off the three voices for a second, it's just so fascinating that, um, you know, Dane and I were trained uh, in a methodology of positive peer culture that actually introduced the concept to us. And it's written in a book for that. And it's like two paragraphs long. It's not really even right. talked about right. a whole lot. The graphics are longer than the words, <laughs> yeah. right? right? And, and what's, it's just become such a central thing in our over 40 years each of being in the field that we just use that concept. And, as this, and we've said that the clinicians and, and uh, the, the, the staff and the parents are all just like finding that to be very um, opening up for them and a good awareness and catching them, making sure that they're understanding how they're being interpreted by the child they're talking to. Of course, the three R's, the reframe, replace, rewire, which has its own chapter. Uh, and also then it, at each in, in each chapter, there's a summary with the three R's. So that's that's very helpful for people. And then people are are using those home improvement projects, which yes. is what our hope was that at the end of each chapter, we have home improvement projects. All of those have been exercises, projects, as you will, that we have done for years and years and years with families, with kids, with parents individually, with adults. Um, maybe even adults coming in for doing some work without their children or don't even have children, though they're, they're really helpful projects. So these are things that we've been getting feedback on. Um, we wanted to pass that on. We also want to say that we haven't gotten feedback on this, although I'm waiting for it. Um, we know that in the table of contents, there's not chapter numbers next to each chapter. And so those of you who are getting the book and you're getting it in a, in a, in a fashion of the of the paperback, then go ahead and just write those chapter numbers down if that helps you, because we will whenever we revise the book, we'll we'll add that in there. Um, and so that's a little summary of what we've been um, hearing from others. Yeah, it's been a fun uh, few months that the book has been out, and things are going well. And we look forward to uh, you, the listeners, giving us some more feedback and uh, joining us in our um, quest to have respectful communication become part of everyday life for everyone. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
This recording is a production of Global Heart Design in partnership with Warp Records. If you'd like to learn more about this content, please visit theparentaltoolbox.com.